Hey, this is Cruz Piedra, CEO of Prominence Business and Wealth Management. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Cruz Piedra. Cruz is a bookkeeper and tax preparer with over 10 years of experience. Cruz is also a QuickBooks Pro advisor and is very detail-oriented, efficient, and organized. Her passion and expertise is helping business owners save time and money by organizing financial data. Her focus is to evaluate the client's business structure and accounting systems by helping increase value and approve their cash flow. She helps her clients get a full understanding of their business and personal finances so that they can start taking action on their future financial goals. Cruz, thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a busy schedule and I know you're getting ready to roll into tax preparation season and everything. So I totally appreciate you marking out time for us and our listeners. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. No, thank you for having me, Stacey. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, knowing the industry that you're in, knowing the time of year, uh, I know that uh, PPP has just rolled out a second phase and, you know, you being a bookkeeper and a tax preparer, this is a busy time for you. So I appreciate you. Trust me. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going a little nuts, but, you know, with our schedule, we, we can take time and work with everybody. So we're good. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I'm curious, Cruz, how, how did you get into bookkeeping and tax preparation? I've been doing bookkeeping forever. Suhe, you know, she started working at a CPA office, which is my sister. Mm -hmm. um, she brought me on board to work at the CPA office with her, helping them do more of just first like tax organizing. 
But then from there, I got into helping them with more of the text preparation, mm-hmm. you know, data punching. And then same office kind of moved into doing the books, more organizing when clients would come in, you know, a mess. They put me in since I was so good at doing all the organizing and data entry. I was organizing all the receipts and things like that for clients. So that's kind of how I got into the whole bookkeeping thing. That was my very first taste of it. Then after that, I just kept doing it. And it's always been something that I've been doing. <laughs> did, did you do anything in corporate America before books or has have, have you always been a numbers person? Always been a numbers person. Nice. So you and your two sisters, I mean, you, you, you have several more sisters, but you and your two sisters started your company. What made you guys go from having a job where you were comfortable, right, yes. to jumping off the cliff and starting your, your, your business? And, and your business is Prominent Business Services, correct? Yeah, Prominent Business and Wealth Management. We kind of always been working together but we've always had our own separate jobs and we would get together. We talk about how we dislike certain things of where we're doing, where we actually worked or how we've improved the um, offices that we used to work for. And at the end, we were always just seen as the employee, even though we did so much more than always being just an employee. Mm-hmm. So we'd always get together and, you know, have these conversations and Sue and me and buddies would always call each other when we needed help with our current situations I mean, we've talked about it just, I was like, dude, we can go on our own and really grow our own business and really help other people grow their businesses like we've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've messed around, talked about it, starting our own business, what would we call it and things like that. But one day I just really got frustrated and I said, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> quit my job. <laughs> and I just called today and I said, so you have 30 days to quit your job, get it together. We're going to start our own business. And I'm like, Brisa will bring you on that the later date because, you know, that's a lot of risk already. <laughs> but she's like, okay, so yeah. So so he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's just do this. I think we can. We've been doing it for years. Um, and I think it's time for us to do it for our own and really do what we really love doing and mm-hmm. help others without having a block or certain rules or things like that. It's like how we really want to focus and do what we do. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. You know, it's funny. I interviewed your sister uh, uh, two or three weeks ago. What's really funny is she is the front person in your business, right? And you guys, you, you and Barisa have, have really gotten out there, but, but Barisa is kind of like a behind the scenes operational person. And you're kind of, I, I lovingly refer to you as the silent but deadly right? You're very quiet. You stay behind a screen. However, when you have an opinion, you have it. Yes. And, and when, when Suhei and I were talking, I had asked her a very similar question and she blamed you, yes. you know, <laughs> and, and she goes, you know, we had been talking about it for a really long, long time. And Cruz just quit. Cruz quit and told me we, she just did it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I personally was shocked about that because I understand the dynamics of each of you. And I thought it would have been Suhei that did it. Yeah. What made you just say enough is enough? And you are the silent one. You don't like exposure. You don't like attention. Yet you're the one that pulled the trigger. How did you do that? Honestly, it, it was a scary time. It wasn't easy. But it helped, too, that I know that Sue's potential. Mm-hmm. Sue is very, very smart. She knows so much. And so 
like she's always needed that help to be pushed always always ever since we were little I've always been the the one that um to push her to do more the fearless one I guess they'd always call me so I don't know I was just very tired of it and I had already we had already been talking about the business so I could see the potential of our business growing mm-hmm. uh but we always just held back because of the fear of not wanting to do it we were comfortable financially everything was set for us uh, we could have been happy where we were doing just working you know an eight to five or normal with the income we're making but mm-hmm. it's just I was just like no like I could see that we can grow our business and just it was always in the background and I think finally that day I was just like you know, if I never do this, we'll never really figure it out. It's always just going to be a conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so we're just going to have to figure it out. And if it doesn't work, we can go back to working a regular job. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, it's, that's the worst that can happen. So I was like, but I know how we are. I know how Sue is. I know how Brisa says we will not let that happen. We're going to work twice as hard to make this happen and do what we really like to do. So yeah. Well, the joke is an entrepreneur will work, will work 80 hours a week to avoid a 40 hour a week job. And, exactly. and you just, you just said it right there. So, so how is it working that intimately and that closely with family? And, and I ask because I work, you know, I've, I've employed my wife, I've employed my daughter, you know, we have several other employees and, and, and it's a different dynamic. And, and I'm curious how it is for you guys. Um, actually, I, I think I wouldn't have it any other way because we know each other. We know how we work. We know like how far to push each other, you know, what not to say and when not to say it. Even just walking in through the door when someone has a certain face, we're like, okay, today's not her day. Right. <laughs> it just flows. I mean, we've always worked well together. Even if we try to hire someone outside, I think that'd be harder is to hire someone outside of the family to try to bring them onto the team because we know each other so well, you know, personally, and we know how we work and our, you know, our strong points. Mm-hmm. So um, I love it. I think it's great. We see each other here. We go home and we hang out and we can be together all day. And I mean, we give each other our space for sure, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. In the most of the part we're, we're together all the time. So you guys just made a, a big move. I mean, right in the middle of the pandemic, you guys moved from a, a small office to, to a very elaborate, larger office. Yes. How, how, how does a business, how do you make that type of move in a time when, when most people are paralyzed to do anything because of, of COVID and, and the I'm going to say in air quotes, the uncertain times. And I put it in air quotes because I believe that there are no uncertain times because we truly do control our destiny. How, what, what does it take to make that move? What, why did you guys do it? Um, I think it just, it's just, you just notice it's time. You can't hold yourself back. You got to pivot with the times um we see things we could be we could have held back and said like let's see how the year holds back depending on everything that's going on but what are we holding back for like Mm -hmm. I feel like we've always just been that let's just make the jump let's make the move and we can keep going and you know with everything going on there's other ways around to grow the business um we never let now like our mindset is totally different um and that takes a lot it's not just um, you know, me and Sue, like working us together and reading and doing a lot of 
working on our own personal things helped our shift our mindset to learn to pivot with the world instead of just holding it ourselves back. Mm. We used to do that a lot. So, you know. Nice. No, no, I, I, I think that's perfect. I, I think, I think it's really important as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, to be very aware that you truly do control your tomorrow by the decisions that you make today. And I couldn't have said it any better. You, you have to avoid holding yourself back. And, and if, if you want to be in growth mode, then you create the situation to where you are in growth mode. I mean, a prime example is us. We moved into a, I, I don't remember what this is. I think it's like a 2,800, 2, square foot training facility. And this was like in the heart of when the pandemic first started. And we were very clear on our vision, on our mission and our impact. And yes, has it said empty? It, it absolutely has. We've been able to do different things with it, things we wouldn't have been able to do if we relied on hotel rooms and stuff like that. So it's, it's understanding your capability. It's understanding your vision and stepping into it owning it and being responsible for it, right? Yep. Yeah. And then we just learned to always say, if we want something, how many more clients do we need? What do we need to get out there to make it happen? Instead of saying like, oh, we can't make this happen. It's like, no, how can we make it happen? Nice. So. Nice. I, I I love those questions. So so Cruz, what what does success mean to you? Honestly, success to me is probably different than what like Sawyer Breeze, because to me it means I get to enjoy what, do what I do, set my own schedule as far as family time, work time, and really just do what I love to do. So even if I'm working on books, it's what I like to do. So to me, that's success. Nice. Not yeah. really about putting a number to it or anything like that. It's just enjoying what I like to do because we've made this happen, making yeah. my own life happen. I like that. I like that. Yeah. If you don't make your life happen, who does? Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> so, so, so looking at business and entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners, how, how important is, is having a good set of books for a business owner or an entrepreneur? It's extremely important for people to know their numbers not just what they have in their head because that's totally different sometimes when they put it in paper and actually get down to the nitty-gritty of what the numbers are and how they're working mm -hmm. is super important to know most people will just be like oh i have money in the bank well that has nothing to do with it how what is the function of your business what's actually bringing in what's going out so in order for your business to grow or see where it's actually at the books are super important to have really nice clean set of books um mm -hmm. That's one thing we were always talking to our clients uh, when they come in here. It's like, it's super important to know where your business is at financially by having a good set of books. So, so from when, when, when you're referring to numbers and books, you're, you're referring to very specific reports, right? Yes. Yes. So, so what are the most important reports that a business owner or entrepreneur can extract to really help them steer their business and why? 
So some of the basic ones would be like your profit and loss. Your profit and loss report is super important for a business owner to know because that's kind of really what's going to tell you what income is coming in and what is really going out. What's what's going out of your business on a month to month basis or on a daily basis. Then it would be um, so for us, you have to review that on a regular basis to know exactly what came in and what went out. Um, then your balance sheet is another extremely important report. A lot of people don't take a look at that, but that's where your the value of your business is really going to show you on a year-to-year process. So the balance sheet is very important for you to look at. And then the third one that I always think is very important, which you know a lot of people don't even talk about, is the cash flow statement. Because the cash flow statement is going to show you exactly what is where your cash is going. And what is the amount of, you know, actually coming in and going out? So to me, the cash flow statement is very important for a lot of our clients. So we'll sit down with you and show you the process, the, how it works, the profit and loss, balance sheet, and then the cash flow puts them together. Yeah. So those three reports are super important. And, and, and you know, it's funny because, because people think that they, they only need their reports for their taxes. Yeah, no. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. Why, why, why do people need a, a good, accurate set of books? I think to know the function of how really your business is going, mm-hmm. where, where it stands, what it's doing, um, how much you know, value of your time is going into your, what you're doing. A lot of times you're making so much income and you think you know, it could be something that you're selling, but that's really not is what, what's making you any money. So it's like, you really have to know what's worth it for you, for your time. And the reports looking at them, you know, monthly can help you look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you haven't always been this, this entrepreneurial rock star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, share with us sometimes when, when failure has popped up and and how you've learned from it well i think i learn from it all the time what you did it's okay to make mistakes it's like the only way to learn is to make mistakes so mm-hmm. don't hold yourself back on oh my god i you know i messed up or whatever it's like learn how can i do better how can i make it you know work so every time we've done something or i've made a mistake on something it's like okay so now i learn from it next time do it better won't happen again so, so, you know, you and I work together. We, we, we talk every week. How has getting out of your comfort zone impacted you? Uh, it's made a huge difference. I mean, I think without having you push us on certain levels, uh, we would have never even thought about it or done it, you know. And it's put us out there in certain ways, like growing the business. It's helped, like get Suhei out there, interviews, things like that, where we held back or we didn't think it was important because we didn't feel comfortable. But having you weekly pushing us to do it, it's like, now you have to do it because she's going to call next week. And we were like, did we do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to do it. So that's it, really helped. And it, I think it's, it's seen, it's noticed, made us look at us differently that we are capable of more than, than mm-hmm. we really let ourselves think. So in, in my humble opinion, um, what it is that, that, that you guys do is so important and necessary for the health and vitality and well-being of a business and an entrepreneur. 
you know, you kind of do the front end with the books and Suhei kind of does the back end with the taxes and you all are involved in, 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 in the wealth management of the, of the client. What's the best piece of advice that you think you can give someone who, uh, who's just starting out? I would just say, take the leap, do it. Trust your gut. If you feel, it feels good, just don't let anything else in your head, all the negatives block you. Just do what feels right for you. And financially, always keep your numbers in mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a strong piece of advice. Financially, always keep your numbers in, in alignment. What about for the business owner, entrepreneur, and sales professional that has been going and hasn't hit the level of success that they need or want, what advice can you give to them? Get out there more. Get yourself a coach that's going to push you. Get yourself marketing. Um, that's huge. You know, uh, networking has been mm -hmm. huge for our business. And keep going. Don't give up. So, so you brought up networking and, and you referred to how it's been huge for your business. How has networking impacted you guys? networking's been huge ever since when we first started you know we didn't know anything about networking so we did our first tax season just Sue and I first and then uh we're like now what like what how do we we were in the same boat like how do we go from here tax season's over you know we had some books now what like it can't just be that so then um Sue, of course, was doing her research and she's like, you know, there's this networking thing. And I'm like, oh God, I hate networking. Like, no. And she's like, well, I think that's, we should give it a try. And I'm like, oh, all right. But, you know, I don't like talking about myself. I don't want to go talk about the business. Everything was a negative in my head about networking. Mm -hmm. So we attended an event, you know, everyone was so kind coming up to us and then asking us about what we, our business, what we do. And we met a lot of great people. And so I was like, okay, that kind of started shifting my focus about what networking really was. You know, I always thought it was like going, throwing up a commercial on someone and talking about yourself, which is one thing I do not like to do. Slowly but surely we started like learning that that's not what networking is. Like networking is really getting to know people, making connections, you know, getting to know what everyone else is doing. And everyone seems to be in the same situation. Like everyone's growing their business and wanting to know more. So we made a lot of friendships and re relationships networking. Mm -hmm. So that totally shifted my focus or our focus, all of us on how to really network and what it really does. And ever since then, the business has just grown. That's phenomenal. So, so how frequently do you guys network? Cause I know that there's three of you that tackle it. So, mm -hmm. so Breeze is still kind of getting used to the networking thing. She's mm -hmm. kind of how we were at first. She doesn't really like to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, Sue is the number one networker. You'll see her everywhere in all the Zoom meetings. So <laughs> even though we physically can't meet right now, you know, or attend networking events, it hasn't stopped us. Uh, we attend Zoom meetings. Everyone's doing it via Zoom. So you'll see us once a week. If it's not together, it's one of us is at attending an event. So Wow. Wow. That's a lot of networking for a business. And, and that's the way to be seen, heard, found, and exposed. It really is. What was the purpose of, of you guys networking? Was it to build relationships and have people expose you and connect you to people they know? Or did you guys show up to throw up, spray and pray and just sell whoever you bumped into? That was originally what we had. Like Sue and I rolled down 
you know, key things about our business, what we wanted to talk about. Um, but once we were there, I, you know, like I said, networking wasn't my thing or about talking about myself. So it was more like turning it around and asking them about themselves, getting to know them, making that connection. And eventually they'll ask you what you do or, you know, oh, okay, we'll talk about it or we'll get together later and talk more about each other. So it was really about making more relationships that it turned into. So that's really, really helped and shift my focus on whole networking thing. So, so not being comfortable with talking about yourself or, or going out there and, and meeting people, how have you managed to, to make it successful? And, and a fellow, a, a fellow introvert is asking you that question. That's why I'm asking. Um, I really made it more about the other person, mm -hmm. asked questions about what they're doing, um, get to know them. Um, you know, make that, build that relationship first mm -hmm. um, before I even get to tell you what I do or <laughs> more about me. Um, I make it more about them, feel comfortable. And then, then you'll get to know more about me about it. But um, that's kind of how I, I shifted in my, in my head is talk about them, get to know them. And then it just becomes, cause you're not really selling yourself cause it's what I do. So mm -hmm. it comes naturally. Nice. Well, it should because you're good at what it is you do. And when you're good at what it is you do and there's needs, wants and desires for your product, service and solution, it, it's just easy to be that that expert solution provider. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I want to get back into to bookkeeping a, a little bit more, because for me, you know, business is about the numbers. You know, for, for me, I'm, I'm a success strategist, uh, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer, I've traveled all over the world, and, and I, I absolutely do t uh, train on mindset, neurolinguistics programming, and success, mm -hmm. and reality is, it's all about the numbers, it's about the thing that people avoid the most. So one of the things I hear when it comes to bookkeeping is, uh, I, I just do it myself because I can't afford it. And you know what I what I tell people is if you can't afford a bookkeeper, you probably need to figure out how to afford a bookkeeper because not having one's probably costing you more than having one would cost you. So, yeah. so what's your opinion about the the do-it-yourself bookkeeper? I don't like it. <laughs> I think it, it. I know we get that a lot. People's like, I could do it myself, and mm -hmm. sure you can. You know, great, but really what numbers or how much money are you really losing by doing it yourself? What's the value of your time? You, you're specialized in what you do, what you're selling, like focus on that. You'll grow more money, get more money doing what you love to do and let someone else handle the books and show you how much more time, if you spend more time doing what you're doing, how much more income you really brought in. And same thing with the expenses. Some people lose a lot of money because they don't think they can expense certain things. So they, you know, do buy it personally or um you know they don't know how to categorize it correctly so it's a lot of tax um, money that they lose so i think if in reality they let someone even just do an overview of their books like someone that knows numbers on the books they'll get to show you this is how much time you save this is how much money you actually made versus how much money you have actually saved mm -hmm. you know in tax savings or whatever so I think it's very important to let someone who specializes in that to take over, just take a look at it and show you, you know, what can really be done 
And then most of them will turn around and say like, okay, yeah, you're right, just take them over. And the biggest thing for me is the stress level. The stress level of you trying to do your books as a business owner, you know, you're focusing on other things and then you leave the books to the very end. Is this why they, most of the time they become messy? And it's stressful knowing it's in the back of your head, like I haven't done my books, I haven't done my books. And when they come in here and then we take over and their face totally changes and it's like, you just released this huge stress out of my back. Like, yeah. it's amazing. So I love that look. And so they'll see it, you know, most people end up being able to see that having a bookkeeper is important. Oh, it's, it's you know, you, you brought up so many points there. I kind of want to step back and, and touch as many of them as I can. So, so first and foremost, you know, you brought up, you're the expert in your field, you have an hourly rate or, or service charge for your product service and solution. And for every minute you take out focusing on the deliverable or the marketing or the selling of it, uh, if you focus on doing your books, you're actually walking over dollars to save pennies. You know, I, I had a client years ago, we got into a huge debate over this. You know, she charged $250 an hour. Uh, and, and for her, she did her books on the weekend when, when she wasn't working. And I'm like, don't you realize you're actually costing yourself even more? Because you may, you know, the, the whole argument of her and I went, she was doing it during the workday, and then I showed her how much money she was costing herself. So then she just started doing it on the weekend. And I'm like, so when, when's your downtime? Well, I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to be decompressing. You're supposed to be recharging. Yeah. And we went back and forth about it. And finally, I, I, I just said, look, you... I'm not going to make you do something. I'm your coach. I'm not your boss. And, and however, there comes a point where, where you, you want to understand you're, you're working with me so that I can help you help yourself grow your business. And you either agree with what I think and say, or you don't. And if you don't, then maybe you need to find another coach. And she looked at me and she goes, you're going to fire me because I I'm doing my own books. And I go, it's a conversation that we might need to have because I'm dead set against you doing this, this 10 hours a month on your personal time, because I know a bookkeeper can do it in two hours, maybe three. And so she goes, fine, I'm going to prove to you you're wrong. She never turned back. <laughs> And what was funny is her tax return, which is another topic you brought up, her tax return, she got more money back yep. because, because things got categorized differently or, or things got included that never were. And the bookkeeper started asking for things that she never even considered. And, you know, I, I have never done my own books. E even when I was starting out the lowest of the low, you know, I paid a bookkeeper probably 90 minutes a month to do my nothing bookkeeping, right? Yeah. And, and it was the best thing I ever did. Because for me, I, you know, QuickBooks is ever evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, doing the whole do-it-yourself spreadsheet thing, newsflash, yeah. that doesn't work. I'd love your opinion <laughs> on, on, on the business owner's creative spreadsheets. What's your opinion on that? <laughs> 
Well, at least they're trying. <laughs> she, says, she says laughing. <laughs> at least they try. I mean, it's more than others. So I appreciate that, you know, but we always show them the difference of mm -hmm. how but, simply you can do it if you do it. What's yeah. the difference between um, somebody running their business from a bank account and somebody running their business from, from their books? The bank account just tells you what actually came in and what you spent that you used. But that's that the money account. I have. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> not everybody has one bank account or credit cards. So that doesn't that it's not included. You know, you have to have something that really and then it gives you just basic categories too. It's nothing. And one income. We like to break down the income for categories of what is, you know, if you have different things coming in, you know, different expenses, the nitty-gritty of, you know, how much is everything. Mm -hmm. The bank account won't do that. So true, true. <laughs> so, so how does having a clean, strong set of books help someone with their taxes? It helps um, create different tax strategies depending on the business or the service that they offer. So having a clean set of books, you know, you'll be able to see the different strategies and that's what makes us different as a bookkeepers. Cause I have that experience of, I know what she's looking for to save taxes or a different tax strategy. So when I'm doing your books, I always have her and I'll be like, okay, what can we do with this? And so she'll give me a great, you know, strategy. And then I fix the books to help that tax strategy. Mm -hmm. So we work together that way. Um, and if, it, if there isn't any tax benefits, then, you know, we'll do it a different way. So just having that tax background helps um, the client and set the books a little bit different than regular we were regularly would so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for me it, it's like going on a road trip and driving cross country with no map you know with, without a clean set of books yeah. you 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 can't navigate your business just like without a navigator or a map or something you can't navigate your road trip having having a clean set of books it just helps me know where i'm at it also helps me predict where I'm going. It also helps me get very clear on budgeting. You know, some people run their household with a budget. I, I do. Um, however, I, I have a very flexible budget depending. My business though, I know exactly how much I'm investing in personal and professional development. Mm -hmm. And then I can map it out. You know, what books do I want to buy? What programs do I want to buy? What coaches do I want to buy? Why? Because I know exactly what I'm allowing myself to invest that year. Mm -hmm. I know what it is I'm going to spend and invest in marketing. And if, if, I, if I'm not investing or spending enough, I can go out and look for other ways to expose myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it allows me to know if I can hire somebody. It allows me to plan my business, which will allow me to plan my success. And for me, that's a huge toll. I can't imagine coming in every day with a blindfold. Yeah. No, because yeah, that's 100%. That's the same thing. Most people will, you know, think they, because they're so busy, overwhelmed with work, they want to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in reality, when you look and sit down in your books, you can't afford to hire somebody. No. You know, you have to sit down and then show them how much it's going to cost them, you know, payroll taxes, there's all this other stuff that they don't think about when they're busy, 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 you know, wanting need and help. 
So then we'll sit with them and explain to them, okay, this is how much an employee is going to cost you. This is how much more you need to bring in, or, you know, let's figure this out. We'll hire somebody within a month or two months. Yeah. So we'll plan, you know, what's your goal for the business? If you want to hire two people, this is what we need to do because it's how much it's going to cost. Yeah. So for sure, having the books in line, the numbers definitely helps somebody get there. For me, there are three no-brainer investments in business, and, and, and this is in no particular order. And it is uh, a tax preparer who's a partner, you know, mm -hmm. like CPA, accountant, EA, someone who does your taxes and really partners with you throughout the year on tax planning and tax strategies. That, that, that's one. A second is a bookkeeper. Uh, you know, for me, a, a bookkeeper is is uberly important for a multitude of reasons that we've already discussed. Mm -hmm. And last and definitely not least, and like I said, this is in no particular order, uh, an administrative person, yes. someone to take over the, the minutia and, and who can do what they do really well. I mean, let's face it, for me to run my CRM, my Infusionsoft, would take me 20 times longer than the person I hired to do it yeah and 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 so so much more gets done so much more is organized mm -hmm. so those are like the three no-brainer catalysts that must be incorporated into your business as soon as possible yeah yep I agree with you 100% and so, when you're looking for someone to like a bookkeeper I think like you said partner Someone that partners up with you, that knows your business, who gets to know the business, who's not just, you know, here's your data punch and here's your numbers. Someone that sits with you and shows you exactly where everything's going and explains things to you and asks you questions about the business is, is important to have a partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so the, this next question, I'm actually, it, it's one I rarely ask. However, I want to ask it because you are you're the non-typical salesperson, right? So, so I'm curious as to what is a sales tip you can give to someone and why? And the reason why I say you're a non-typical salesperson is because you don't door bang, you don't phone bang, you don't cold call, you know, you're, you're not this real aggressive closer. You're an expert in your field. So, so I'm curious as to, um, a sales tip that you can provide and why? Um, being honest and being passionate about what I do. So it makes it easy. Mm -hmm. So be passionate, be knowledgeable, you know, really believe in the product that you have or the service that you provide. It's the best way to sell what you believe in. And, mm -hmm. you know, be knowledgeable, share your, educate your clients about it. You know, the, the, you, you fall into the realm of a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and frankly, a lot of sales professionals. A lot of them aren't comfortable selling. Most of them are either so uncomfortable that they avoid it totally, or they're so uncomfortable that they show up unauthentically and, mm -hmm. and incongruent with how they're showing up. Or they adopt a philosophy like you do. I'm good at what I do. I show up as an expert in my field and I educate people and that moves them into your product, service and solution. Yeah. See, to me, that's the foundation of, of really selling because people don't like to be closed. People don't like to be sold. 
People like to buy, people like to make educated decisions. People like to understand what it is they need, want and desire and how and what a product service and solution serves it. So I think your answer was perfect for someone who doesn't like to do it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, which then enters us into the signature question of our show. The signature question of the show is what is selling without selling mean to you? Yeah, kind of I explained to it is, you know, being passionate, knowledgeable what you do, mm -hmm. just educate your client about what you really have to offer and you really don't have to sell yourself. Yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's getting what's between your ears right, you know, mm -hmm. uh, having the, the mindset that serves the skill set that can take your dreams into a reality. That's what it is for me, right? Yes. So, so now, welcome to the random round cruise. <laughs> See, I believe, I believe that success leaves clues, and I like to ask uh, one or two questions of my expert guests to uh, to kind of extract things that I think our listeners can can apply, right? So question number one, I'm gonna ask you two. Question number one is how do you decompress? How do you recharge? And, and I'm asking this question because you are in an industry that that you know right now you're you're reaching your busy season. And you know you guys have two really insane busy seasons and that's tax season now kind of starts about now right mm -hmm. um and you know people are starting to get their w-2s they're starting to get their 1099s they're, they're all of this is coming in yeah and uh and now they're starting to call before that you have tax preparation season where you're working with your your business owners, your entrepreneurs, and your, your sales professionals. And then, of course, we've got our late filers yeah. who, who uh, look at the deadlines as an invitation or suggestion, right? Mm -hmm. so, so knowing that you roll into seasons that require seven-day-a-week work, working schedules and, and long, long hours, how do you allow yourself to decompress and recharge? Running is my thing, so being outdoors taking time for myself. That's me time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm running and I'm in my head, you know, organizing all my thoughts. Uh, I might be listening to a book or, you know, music, but in reality, it's just being me, my time. And that's huge. I have to make time for me because if I don't, you'll notice <laughs> I'm not 100%. So I've always put that to just take a quick, even if it's like 30 minutes, just run around um, the city real quick. Is, mm -hmm. That's my time. So decompressing yeah. for me is my running good good do, do you do it frequently i do <laughs> good yeah good how so so my second question in the random round is how do you prefer to consume personal and professional development do you like to read books listen to books do you read po uh, blogs do you listen to podcasts do you watch videos do you go to live trainings do you coach how do you like to ingest personal and professional development yeah, I mean, all the, everything that you mentioned, I love to do reading. So if I'm not reading, I'm doing audiobooks. Like I said, listening to something in the morning. Anytime I get a chance to, if I can't physically be reading a book, mm -hmm. I'm listening to a book. Mm -hmm. um, or videos, YouTube videos, um, podcasts are huge. Um, so I like to do all that. 
coaching stuff, motivational, really helps. Um, you know, YouTube has a lot of them that just turn it on and it just plays in the background. It just helps, you know, in the morning all the time, just give you that little bits and pieces that you get from it each time I listen to it. So yeah, and at night before I go to bed, it's a book I have to read or if I'm up early in the morning, I have time, a couple pages here and there. So I'm huge about reading all mm -hmm. that coaching stuff I love. And it's awesome. really, really helpful. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Thank you. Do, do you have a favorite book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, one book that I really, really like, I've enjoyed for quite a bit right now is You're a Badass at Making Money. Yeah, I like her <laughs> book. Yeah. <laughs> I really have enjoyed it. And I always tend to go back to it, just the stories and the quotes that she has. It's kind of just how, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. I like, I, I like both her badass books. <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. But yeah. I have that's others too, but that one's one of my, right now recently, it's been my go-tos. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, so I really appreciate you coming on the show, Cruz. I, I know how busy you are. I know this is a busy time of year for you. If, if our listeners would like to get in contact with you or reach out to you or find you, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, we have uh, prominence uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, those are the two major things that we have right now, which is Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. So uh, how are you on both prominence what? Prominence business. Prominence business. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Cruz, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much. No, thank you, Stacey. Thank you for everything. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.